Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. mindset call. We do this call uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Really, it's our mindset mental toughness call. You know, mental toughness is kind of like a bullet point under mindset. Uh, but we emphasize the mental toughness, which is uh, to be able to fight through a lot of struggle, a lot of, you know, issues and still have success because uh, the world is going to throw a lot of stuff at us. And so, you know, we emphasize that. All right. So let's go this morning. But, you know, before we do that, we must do this. All right, so our topic this morning, you know, any other time, if I didn't know this over and over and over, if I didn't do it, if I didn't have the uh, repetition in it to where I can, you know, do it with my eyes closed, I would have been in super panic mode. But see, repetition is the key. It's the same thing in learning anything. You got to hear it over and over. You have to do it over and over. <clears throat> you know what? I was... Uh, this weekend at a basketball camp for young kids, AAU. And the coach said something to one of the players, man, that uh, really made me think about some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because if we've been doing things over and over and over, especially when it comes to uh, speaking. And let's say you have been recording some things or you got videos of yourself or you have audios of yourself. He told the guy, he said, you know what? What you need to do, this is a young kid, is watch more of you than watching more of other players. And it made me think, I'm like, he needs to record a game of his or two games and go back and watch that on a regular basis. See his moves, see what he was doing. Stop watching, you know, um, Chris Paul moves. Stop watching... LeBron James moves. Stop watching. Look at your moves. Look at your actions. Look at what you're doing. Watch a whole game of you. See if you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing. See if you're lazy going up and down that court, which I noticed a lot of that. See if you're taking off plays, which I noticed a lot of that. And young kids, it's hard to talk to them about that. It's really hard to even have a discussion with them. And I think a lot, a lot of times, you know, I don't think they really see themselves and know what they're, what they're actually doing and getting footage of yourself or doing that. So <clears throat> if you're doing things like, I don't know, like if you read on the book club before a couple of times, go find that recording 
and listen to that over and over of you reading and see some things that you can do to get better from that. See the things that you can do. You know, it's like watching film of yourself on a regular basis over and over and over. Tell you what, man, that made a whole lot of sense. And I think the kid got it. I think he got it. Now I got to record it. Because I really believe a lot of folks don't really know or understand what they're doing and how they're saying stuff until, you know, there's a replay or something. They can go hear it. And they can go actually see themselves in a different manner. So, all right. You know, I had someone tell me this. They said, when you do those mystery uh, voices, you ought to just read uh, um, something from a book and have them tell you what book it is. I, I started saying, man, there's no way possible they're going to do that. Now, that makes sense because that means you've read the book a few times. You've gone over it you know, repetitively. So when you hear something from that, you should be able to pick up the book. And then I told him, I said, now that's, that will send them right to their favorite page, Google. And you won't know it. So they'll take some of the phrases. I know somebody who's the master of that. I ain't calling any names. But uh, I ain't calling any names. But let me see. The first letter is a T in her name. And the last letter is a Y in her name. But I ain't calling any names. The next letter is an A in her name. And then there's an M in her name. <laughs> there's another M in her name. But I'm not going to call her name. I won't do it. I will not do it. I'm not that kind of guy. But she's the master. <laughs> she will type right quick. And come back with <laughs> She would just text me and say, damn right I am. See, I can't play that game, sir. He said, well, give him 10 seconds. It, then nobody would win. I would keep all my money. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Matter of fact, I just what I'm going to do. Just to test the market today. The book I grabbed off the bookshelf this morning, Marie, I'm going to read the first three sentences and I want y'all to text me and tell me what book this is. And we'll see. So the symbology of how you feel about abundance lies all around. If you look at the quality of your lifestyle, you can soon see whether or not you believe in abundance. All right. Y'all heard it? Give me an answer on that. What book is that coming from? Let's see what happens here. Test it. Test it. Mm. I'm going to tell you in a minute, but giving you a chance. The symbology of how you feel about abundance lies all around. If you look at the quality of your lifestyle, you can soon see whether or not you believe in abundance. That's a powerful statement. Abundance. See if you believe in abundance. He told me 
Okay, somebody texted me said the greatest miracle in the world. Nope. But at least we know you didn't Google. So give me credit and say my name when I get stuff right without Google, sir. Well, how do I... <laughs> if you're the Google expert, how would I know you got it right without Google? <laughs> what is it called? Trust. You're going to say, I did it without Google. Okay. I'm going to tell y'all in a second because I'm going to see if that works. Mm. All right. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Nope. And that means that you couldn't Google that fast enough. And it also means that nobody would ever answer. Well, I don't mean nobody would ever answer, but I guess... Somebody, the quickness of the answer, no, doesn't matter. All right, so I'm coming from one of my favorite, favorite books. Favorite, favorite, favorite books, and it's called The Trick of Money is Having Some, folks. Because remember, our, our whole goal is to get our thought process right. The trick of money, that's the trick, is you have to have some. <laughs> like, I know that. Well, that's the book. The Trick of Money is having some money. All right. So we're going to talk about the thought process we need to have. Because see, the battle is in our minds. And we battle on, you know, I hope Leroy joins. I hope Billy Bob joins. I hope Sherry joins our business. I hope I can enroll somebody. I hope, and that's, that's okay. But when you get your thought process right, and you get your mind right and you get the, that abundance thinking, then you won't be doing a lot of hope and things will start attracting, be attracted to you. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to you know, take advantage of that attraction right away it means understanding what that what that um, looks like, you know, understanding when a person is actually attracted to you and your thought process. Which also takes a minute as you do it, but. We skip all of that, man. I got folks who I know folks who go their whole life. Don't pick up a, a, a thought provoking book that will change the thought process in your mind. Won't uh, read anything. I mean, I don't see. I used to what I do sometimes just Google titles of things and just Google like. If I want to be wealthy, what's the process? And a lot of times if I Google that the things that come up is your thought process, your mindset, how you need to think. It's like they say, you know, in the, in the, uh, the process of getting wealthy is the person that you become while you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Not if you just struck the lotto without changing your process or your mindset, get money without doing that like, like athletes do. Then you wind up losing it because you don't become the person who deserves it and owns it. And when you do, and you become that person, then it's natural to you to have that around you. But when you're not that person, you are that person that has the same old thought process and then you get money and that same old thought process prevails. And it gets to a point where you're not comfortable until you get back to that process where you didn't have money. 
all this is, you know, for people who are not reading, who not have, is this is sound so shocking to them. Tony, will you get to the point? What that is the point. That is the point. Watch this. So this is what my man says. Um, the late great Stuart Wilde. I think he passed. Let's see. <clears throat> Might have been two years ago. Might have been two years ago. He has a couple of videos out on YouTube. He's a guy from the UK. But, you know, I love his th straightforward thought process. So it's the symbology of how you feel about abundance lies all around. If you look at the quality of your lifestyle, you can soon see whether or not you believe in abundance. I don't know me. I don't mean how rich you are. That's not what I'm saying. What I mean is, do the things around you have quality and creativity? Or is every piece you have from you around you is from the dollar store? Now, he didn't say that. I said it just to make a point. Is your doormat from the dollar store? Are your towers from the dollar store? Are you using the detergent from the dollar store? Is your cologne from the dollar store? Your surroundings, everything around you in your house, everything around you in your condo or townhome, are they from the dollar store? Now we know everything. <laughs> You get the point. I'm just using, I'm magnifying everything. Uh, you know, is everything from rooms to go? Do you have anything that's like a little bit different? Anything that might be a little quality that you paid more for, like a, I don't know, it could be a desk that normally would be, you know, $200 at Ikea. Did you pay maybe 800 for something? that you could tell the difference in quality is the clothes something different you know like you can go get your you know two pair of buster brown shoes for 150 for our sophisticated people who are listening 150 means 150 dollars are they are the is the heel pulling apart and the soul pulling apart. <laughs> Let me tell y'all a story. I had a pair of shoes. Now these shoes were not bad. They were not cheap. They were pretty expensive shoes, but I had them for like two or three years, I guess. And, and these were shoes that I had. They were always my go-to shoes. You know, I would pack them and every time, you know, even though I had two or three other pair of shoes I take with, but they were always the ones I would go to. They, I just, you know, you got some go-to things. And so I went to them one day. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I went to them one day and getting ready to walk in a home presentation at this guy's house up in, um, what was that? Toledo? I was in Toledo, Ohio, or or uh, might have been Detroit. I think it was. No, I think it was Toledo. But I was, you know, we were doing stuff in Detroit, but we drove down to Toledo. 
So we get ready to walk in the house and uh, the guy was in front of me. He he kind of got up to the door for a walk and I was getting out of the car. And I got out the car, I was stepping into the driveway <laughs> and the heel came off my shoe. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I started walking, I'm like, what's going on? I looked down, you know, it's almost like you feel like you got a flat tire. <laughs> He okay. Now he was at the door, so I he didn't see it. So I doubled back uh to my car and I called him from the car. I said, Man, look, I'll be right back. So I ran down to the mall that was close by, and this guy's and, and went in and bought me a pair of shoes. You know, I you know, just whatever it was, I don't know, two, three hundred dollar pair of shoes that I wasn't. Wasn't going to wear after that, but I bought them anyway and I put them on. It was funny as I was doing, I told the presentation. He came to me after, he said, man, I could swear you had on another pair of shoes. I said, huh? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> but those shoes were not, they were just, I think I grabbed, I did something to, I don't know. They don't, that isn't supposed to happen anyway. But what I'm saying is, you got stuff, everything that you have, does it show any kind of abundance, any any kind of quality, any kind of, it can't be, it has to be that thought process of, wow. <laughs> you talking about still make the, you talking about Buster Brown? I was just joking about that. I don't, I don't know what, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Look for the, the way things feel shows who you are. Also, it shows you quite dramatically whether or not you invest in yourself. Now, some of us overinvest in ourselves, but this is vital for it to say, I believe in myself. I will spend uh, to better myself. If you don't, others pick up on that and that in itself, the value is what you are in their minds. You know, and some people don't know quality when they see it, though. You know, some people just don't know it. I don't, you know, they can look at the same thing. No, they can look at two different things and don't understand the structure, don't understand, you know, the quality of it, and think it's all the same. Nine times out of ten, and I'm not saying it's always true, the more you spend on something, you'll usually get the better quality. That could be a rule there, but not all the time. You know, some people can overspend on some cheap stuff, though. But he says here, what I mean is, do the things around you have quality and creativity? Are they drab? Are they ugly? Are they dead? So you can live in one room, one room in the back end of town and still be surrounded by abundance. Looking for the way things feel shows who you are. Also, it shows your, you quite dramatically whether or not you invest in yourself. This is vital for itself. I believe in myself. I will spend better for myself. If you don't, others will pick, on, pick up on that. And that in itself devalues what you are in their minds. Further, it's hard to ask others for their backing support if you won't back yourself. 
you know, I was listening to an interview a few years back of a uh, battle rapper. Some of y'all have watched battle rap on YouTube. And this guy got so frustrated that he actually stole on the battle rap. You know, battle rappers are not supposed to really fight. They can get close to each other. You really don't supposed to touch each other, but you could say some of the most foul things to an individual, as long as y'all not touching and y'all just, you know, talking. And I think at that one point, the battle of, you know how in school you used to get uh, people start off joking and, you know, slap boxing maybe. Next thing you know, you have, you're in a full fight. Or you might start off joking and then one of them, one person hit a spot and maybe say something about your mama that they shouldn't have said. <laughs> or maybe say something about a situation they shouldn't have said. But this battle rapper wind up stealing on the, on the guy. If you don't know what stealing mean, I mean, he punched him without him looking. And he, first of all, you don't supposed to punch at all anyway. But then he punched the guy while he wasn't looking. And they asked him, I saw in an interview maybe a year later, and they said, what happened? He said, man, I'll be honest. The guy got so hard with me. He His, his words were so damaging to me. He said, you know, things about the stuff I had on and, you know, how I had worn it three or four days or something like that. And it really hurt me. It got to me. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think he saw it, but it got to me because he was right. He was right. And he said, I didn't know how to handle it, so I just stole on him. You know, <laughs> because pretty much what he's saying is I didn't have, I didn't look like abundance. I didn't have, now, don't get this wrong, because a lot of us look like that, and we really broke. And I'm not saying you can't, you need to go do that, because a lot of us, as soon as we get our check, we're going to go, you know, buy something that looked like it. But what he's saying is you ain't got to have all of that. You ain't got to have everything doing it that way. You can get some quality pieces around you, whether it's a photo, whether it's a picture on the wall, whether it's, you know, some piece of furniture, whether it's something that you have in your home, the way it's painted, whatever. But you got to have something that says you have a thought process of abundance. He says the point about feeling is that every part of your life has to be congruent with whatever it is you wish to become. You know how... <clears throat> the guy who got so frustrated that he punched the guy is like some of you all when you know I'm doing the call or I'm doing a Zoom <clears throat> and I say something and like I said I could every Zoom I do when it comes to training every conference call I do when it comes to training somebody's going to get touched and it's not going to be purposely it's just going to be because what I'm talking about <clears throat> you're probably doing and some of the things I talk about is you shouldn't be doing those things. And you know how you're doing something and you shouldn't be doing it? And then you kind of think, well, that speaker or that person, you know how you, you go, you go um, <clears throat> to church or you go to an event where a speaker and you say like, man, this, this, this joke in my house. How does he know this is going on? How does he know? He doesn't. He just knows that people do these things and he knows that people shouldn't be doing these things and so when you start speaking, he starts speaking on it. If it's touching you, that's when we say a hit dog a bark. That's when you start texting around to your friends saying, I don't know why he's talking about that. I don't know why he's talking about that. Cause that ain't, and your friends thinking, I know why he's talking about that. Cause it didn't hit you. 
You barking. You barking because you texted me. <laughs> you barking because he said, because he said, most of y'all not even doing what you say you're supposed to be doing. Most of y'all lying about uh, the calls that you make every day. Most of y'all lying about the books that you read. If he says that and you're not doing it, you thinking he talking to me. Well, kind of, but he don't. he's not saying your name. You tell on yourself by texting around or calling somebody or saying something. You tell on yourself. I told you one of the things Lisa used to do all the time was that she talked to somebody. <clears throat> and the next day I'm doing a training and I hadn't talked to her. I hadn't spoken to her, but she'll call me after that. Now that person going to think that I wouldn't have told you what we said last night. I said, <laughs> but you didn't. Yeah, but they're going to think that. I said, well, how am I, I just supposed to stop my training and don't do, don't do what I'm training on? Everybody's going to get touched somehow in some form. And it's easy to, especially somebody from the stage and say, you, I heard you talking about me. <laughs> no, what you heard was the stuff I talked about touched you. What you heard, the stuff that I talked about caught that back leg as you was running across the street. And all the other dogs got crossed, but this one caught that back leg. And then you said, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I hit dog barking now, boy. <laughs> I hit dog barking. Knowing you had made a, a prospect call since, you know, Abe Lincoln was in office. Knowing that you had uh, picked up a book since Bill Clinton was, was in office. And knowing that that's a, you 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 feel good. You feel bad because you've been faking the funk as you have. So now you're thinking, he talking about me. Well, not specifically, but yes, I am. Because I don't know who I'm talking to when it comes to that. But I know it's touching somebody. Now, this is my favorite part of what he says here. The point about feeling is that every part of your life has to be congruent with whatever it is you wish to become. You can't expect abundance in your life. You know, like success, money, you know, hitting titles, getting to positions. You can't expect abundance to find you if you are surrounded by symbols of lack. Every, watch this. Now, if y'all grew up in the hood or middle class, you're going to understand what I'm saying right now. And you're going to think, was that my family? Or was it a neighbor of mine? Or was it somebody I know? Watch this. He says, for every rusty bathtub, in the yard says no abundance here please don't act like y'all didn't know about looking at somebody backyard and you see old rusty bathtub back there old refrigerator some kind of you know um washing machine they just stuck in the backyard along with all them cars back there with the hood open and that <laughs> had run in 10 years and always back there working on it you know, <laughs> he says it's <laughs> yeah. So come on now, don't act like y'all don't y'all don't know that. I ain't my neighborhood was the only one. <laughs> my mom had to build a big fence just not to look. <laughs> so it's better, therefore, that you surround yourself with a few good quality things than pile your life with junk. See, it's better to get you. One or two nice pair of shoes of quality than, you know, eight pair of Buster Browns. 
you know, it's better to have two or three nice blouses or two or three very nice dress shirts or two or three very nice suits than to have 12 uh, cheap suits from, uh, from, you know, downtown fashions. <laughs> you go to downtown fashion, tell them you want, give me, I want 10 different suits in 10 different colors. Give me a gold one. A, a <laughs> and you pay for all 10. And all 10 of them will probably cost what one or two good quality suits would cost. That will hang better on you. That drapes better on you. That lasts longer than those 10. And those 10, you could tell they reek of downtown fashions or soul train fashions or, you know, they reek of it. You don't feel like abundance when you put those on. There's no way possible you can. Because when you get a, let's just take a custom suit that has the right material that hangs on you perfectly. When you get that and then you go get an, uh, another uh, I'm trying to think of that other place in Atlanta people go to. <laughs> I really don't want to see it because then y'all might be like, man, I love them suits over there. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to see it. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, you know, downtown fashion-like suits. You know, soul train fashion-like suits. And you got those on. Oh, it's night and day. It's like getting in a... Um, any high-end car compared to no any high-end automobile compared to a car. Again, I'm not telling you to go buy a high-end automobile, or I'm just saying you got to have some things that says quality, some things that says abundance. You know, especially when you sitting at home and you're looking around, you're thinking about stuff because you got to get that. You got to get that feeling. Remember, it's three things you got to have: thoughts, feelings, and action. Thoughts, feelings, and action. When you have those thoughts, you have those good feelings, then you then you got to put that action in. And see, all these things come back to you if it's going to make you continue to make phone calls. It's going to make you make phone calls. You know how Dion used to say, boy, you dress good, you feel good, you play good. Prime time say, you got to dress good because it's going to make you feel good. Now it's going to make you play good. Now that doesn't, that doesn't, <laughs> Happen to everybody because they dress good. It really doesn't. Because I'll give you an example of this. I've said this before. For years, for years in the business, if somebody stepped in the room and boy, they were suited up, looked good, you know, smelled good, had the right quality stuff on, and boy, I would say, that's a sharp person. And then, you know, they never did what you suggested, didn't show up, you know. Again, hadn't read a book or don't talk. Then, you know, I, I felt defeated because I'm like, I thought this person was sharp. And then I heard a voice in my mind. I don't know if it was God, but the voice had a little bass in it. And the voice says, Tony, Tony, it was a little bass in it. They are sharp dressers. They dress sharp, but they're not sharp individuals. I said, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Got a little confused with that. But watch this. 
Just because now, just because I got it doesn't mean everybody else get it. So if you dress pretty sharp, you got quality stuff on, you you that's a bait. That's bait for other people. Now you're the opposite of most people what they see. So that's bait. I mean, that you could probably work with that a little bit, but you got to work on yourself as you go along so you can be a combination of both. So what I do now, I'll come back and I see a person. I say, man, that's a sharp dresser. I don't say it's a sharp person until I get to seeing their actions and seeing what they're doing and seeing, uh, you know, the things that they're doing in their life. Cause then that lets you know that, you know, it says, but is it better therefore that surround yourself with a few good quality things than pile up life with junk? I don't mean that you can't take advantage of a bargain if offered, but centering only on the cheap and shoddy allows you to rest only in that one good pair of expensive shoes is better than a dozen pair made underwater by Brazilian convicts at two bucks each. <laughs> underwater by. <laughs> if you don't have wealth at present, then you will have to adopt it in an air that says you are a state of becoming more wealthy. Moving up. You got on a few nice little pieces. You got you got the state of becoming. He said, I don't mean for you to spend a whole lot of money. You don't have lining your toaster with mink or whatever but rather that you should begin to seek and enjoy the quality of things of life, many of which cost little or nothing. You can go to the most expensive hotel in town and just sit there and watch the hot shots trot back and forth. You know, you can go sit at the Ritz. You can go sit at, uh, what's the quality, what's the five stars around town? Um, what's that one on 10th street over there? Is that 10th on 14th street? Uh, I can't think of some of some of those spots now. That means I hadn't been there in a while. I got to get back to visiting. You can go there. You can sit at the bar, just sip on a little coffee or a little tea. You can just sit there, you know, have your little nice shirt on, and you just start mingling with the people. Say, oh, how you doing, sir? Oh, on a business trip in town just for the night or two? Oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm here for three or four days. Oh, okay. If you don't mind me asking, what do you do for a living? Because I really like that jacket you have on. That's pretty sharp. Oh, yeah, I'm a executive for, you know, Bing Bing Company. And, you know, and, you know, so do you realize, first of all, now the, the corporation paying for that room, that hotel, there ain't them <laughs> dropping out no buckets, buckets of money. That's the corporation paying for it. But, you know, quality people having conversations, just talking, not really, you know. Even, you know, you had a relationship with the bartender. Man, how long you been working here? Really? This is a nice spot here. What what's have you seen any stars come through here? Any well known? Oh man, yeah. Such and such was in here. And this and that. You know, I was talking to a guy when I was in Houston and uh asking him, you know, he was a driver, and I said, you know, I said, you met a lot of people around. He said, Yeah, man, he said, a lot of stars come through. I said, Who are you? Who you like the best? He said, man, Drake, man. When Drake come to town, Drake get 20, he get five or six uh stretch uh uh not stretch, but what are those uh those those bins is uh the trucks that uh you know the what do you call those things? One like Mr. Lord has. He gets five or six of those. He's always tipping, he's always doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, Billy, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not calling the name of that store. 
I think I passed by that one day going down Chattahoochee and I thought I saw your car over there. I said, that Billy car when I passed by? <laughs> I'm just going to tell y'all it's some initials to it. And I got, I really got close when I said Chattahoochee. <laughs> Is it Chattanooga, not Chattahoochee? Chattanooga. <laughs> I had on my, had my, uh, my, uh, um, <laughs> long distance glasses on. I said, that Billy car over there. And I think I saw you walking out with like six of those suits, different colors. <laughs> you go there and get six suits for like, you know, $129 total. Not $129 each. You know, $129 total. All right, I'm stop. I digress. All right, so yeah, you can go to the most expensive hotel, just chill out for a minute. Don't cost you much. You can sit there and get a cup of coffee. You know, like I said, if the waiter bugs you to order something, get coffee. Drink it slowly. When after three hours or something, he asks if you have another, you reply, no thanks. I like to drink slowly anyway. And I'm trying to give up caffeine. So just kind of, you know. <laughs> If it's interesting to me, that quality items often don't cost very much more than the tacky stuff, especially when you when you factor in that they last longer and give off a good feeling that enhances who you are. <laughs> Billy told me he saw me over there in the corner. <laughs> was I getting measured? I, I, I have my arms out. <laughs> Man, I was in there trying to grab some sauce right quick. I just said that's all. <laughs> I actually went in there a couple of times. I felt like, boy, I hope nobody don't catch me up in here. I think I went in there. <laughs> I had to grab a pocket square or something. It was some sauce. <laughs> I said it's gonna be just my luck. Hey man, you got a count up it? Oh, no, <laughs> no count. All right, I, I'm going to stop. So y'all stop texting me with that. All right, let me wrap it up. Let me give you an example. He said at most airports in the U.S., you know, you can get a yellow cab that would take you downtown for 30 bucks. He says, but depending on the distance, the drivers are usually dead, sleazily, extremely negative, and the, ca and the cabs feel on an energy level, sleazy, you know, like a mortuary on a hot day with the refrigeration turned off. He says almost at most airports, there's a stretch limo service or a black car service that's sitting out there too. Now, most would never think of calling for a chauffeured black car service because they presume that it costs a fortune. The fact is that the cost might, it doesn't cost much more than a regular cab. It might be 20 bucks more. So you pay 30 for the cab, 50 for the, you like that's twenty dollars, man. But you know that feel though, as you riding, it's a little bit different. And man, I've gone way over. It's five minutes to eight. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm sorry, folks. I ain't mean to go that far. God dang. What happened? I guess I was getting a little too silly. I'm sorry. But you know, if you can't laugh and laugh at yourself and laugh at some of y'all, then you know what's life ain't worth living. So 
I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> let me stop the recording right now. That's how I knew that I was different. 